Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we get in the Word of God, talk about it. And I think there's a very, very important message for you today. Of course, I believe every day is important. Some days will be more so than others. What does God want us to do in terms of building his kingdom? Yesterday, we saw how Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. And let's just read that again to see what he says here. I'm the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch of me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. You're already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit in itself unless it abides in the vine or continues or remains in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. I, I, we were reminded yesterday that the fruit is on the branches. You and I are the branches. But the life comes from the vine. Or if, if you want to think of a tree, the life comes from the tree, uh, comes up through the trunk. It goes out to the branches, and the branches bear the fruit. We bear the fruit, but the source is the vine. Never forget that. It's not up to you to produce the fruit. It's up to you to simply allow the vine to produce that fruit in you. And this is an exciting aspect of the Christian life. The weight of the world isn't on your shoulders. Your, your responsibility is availability to God, availability to Jesus, to abide in him, to remain in him, to continue in him. And there's no great mystery about this. He, there's not some like, well, there's some hidden truth that I don't understand here about what it means to abide. It's just simple. You keep faith in Jesus Christ. You keep believing in him. You realize he's your Lord, he's your Savior, he's your source, he's your life. You grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what it means. And as you do that, and you don't begin to think it's all on my shoulders, but you begin to, you just continue to see, just like Jesus saved me, I could not save myself, he saved me. And likewise now, everything to bear fruit, I can't do it, it's him, it's all him, just abide in him, you'll bear fruit. So it raises the question, what is fruit? What is fruit? And does God want really want me to abide in that fruit or to produce that fruit? I think there's four ways that a Christian bears fruit for God and for God's glory. Number one is we have a transformed life. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, it tells us this, the fruit of the Spirit, or the fruit of the Spirit of God living in you, and then he gives nine qualities, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's what God will produce in your life. That's fruit. That's glorifying to God. That's what God wants you to do. You abide in Christ, and you will see an increasing amount of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And you'll see correspondingly less of the opposites of those things, of the deeds of the flesh in your life. That's one way you bear fruit for God. I hope you're bearing fruit for God. I hope those qualities are yours 
and they're increasing. They should be. This is the, this is the normal Christian life. You, have, you may not have arrived. None of us have arrived. We all can continue to grow in those areas, but we all should be growing in those areas, no matter if you're brand new in the Lord or whether you've been following the Lord a long time. Some of those problems can be stubborn. Some of the, the, the deeds of the flesh can be stubborn, and some of the obstacles to that fruit can be stubborn, but you, we don't give up. We persevere. We continue to abide in Christ, and He produces the fruit. Secondly, we can have physical children. That's right. In Galatians, we're told, excuse me, in, in Genesis, we're told the first commandment given to Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Now, I often say on campus, when God said, be fruitful and multiply, he wasn't talking about gardening and mathematics. No, he meant go have children. And can I say to you, this is part of the mandate of God. God likes people. He wants there to be more of them. And we don't, some people say, we got too many, stop having children. No, we don't. There's plenty of room for more. And God wants a godly seed. And you who, who are Christian people, God wants a godly seed. And so trust God for this. And, and, and if you have children, trust God for this. And if he gives them to you, it's a blessing. And some people I realize they, they're trying and can't have them. That's, trust God with this as well. You pray about it, you're trying, and so on, that's good. But, but I'm kind of against trying not to have children. I'm, I, I think they're a very important part of our family. So that's the second one. That's not the message today, but I'll just throw that out because there's a third area. And that is spiritual children. And as Christians, we often realize that our mandate to be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, is the Great Commission. That we should be having spiritual children. We should be making disciples of all the nations. Jesus said in, in Matthew chapter uh, 28, beginning with verse 18, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Brothers and sisters, God wants us to be winning people over to Christ. He wants us to be seeing people converted to Christ. This is the, the go, and this would be like the, the first stage of that is to be saved. And I think he's referring there to baptism. I'm not, I, I don't believe baptism is what we call baptismal generation, that baptism is a, what saves you. But I do believe baptism is the, is the initiation rite that I'm saying I'm coming to Christ. I'm a, I'm a believer in Christ now. And if you are a believer in Christ, you're to be baptized. And if you haven't been yet, find, find a believer who will baptize you. Say, I'm a Christian. I've never been baptized. And I, 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 I need to be baptized in obedience to this command. I'm making a statement. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. That's how we signify it scripturally. And then we teach them to observe all that I command you. That we, Many people say, well, that's discipleship. That's growing, salvation and growing. But, but this, these are our spiritual children. Now, they might not be just yours. We can, you can have fruit in people who, who you didn't lead to Christ, but you're having good input in their life. You're teaching them, praying for them, encouraging them, strengthening them. Uh, 
loving them, helping them grow in their faith, being there for them. The church builds one another. It's not just a one-on-one thing. It's kind of like in our family, you know, mom and dad are primarily the ones who are raising children. In the church, we all are contributing to one another's growth. There might be some people that are closer to than others, and obviously their church leadership has a very significant role, but we're all to be loving, caring for, praying for, involved with one another, and helping build one another up to the fullness of Christ. This is a third way that we bear fruit. Paul talked about how he wanted to go to various places to bear fruit amongst the Romans or amongst the Corinthians or so forth. We want to bear fruit by leading people to Christ and helping them grow to spiritual maturity. And then fourth, we can bear fruit in our good deeds. As we let our light shine, as people see our good works and they glorify our Father who's in heaven, we too are bearing fruit for God by good works, good deeds. They don't save us. We don't do good works in order to be saved. We do good works because we are saved. We do it as a demonstration of what God has done in our lives. And as, as the result of Christ living in us, we, we serve, we bless, we, we, we make a difference in people's lives. We make a difference in caring for people, doing good things that benefit other people in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, I want to share a personal aspect about this, if I may. A number of years ago, I was actually in the summer of 1980, so that would have been 43 years ago. We'd planted a church in Maryland, and it was a tough, tough thing to do. Uh, it, it was a lot harder than we expected, a lot harder than we expected. We had been there for about eight or nine months. We weren't seeing a lot of fruit yet. We'd seen a few people come to Christ, but nothing like we'd expected. And God gave me a verse as I entered into that, that school year of the fall of 1980. And this was the verse from John 15. My father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As I was praying that days before school started and God had given me this verse, I, I prayed and I said, Lord, I know I'm your disciple. I know I'm your disciple, but much fruit is how I demonstrate it, how I prove that I'm your disciple. And I really want to do that. In, in John 15 here, he says, if you abide me, you'll bear fruit. And if he prunes you, you'll bear more fruit. But he says, proving you're his disciple, you're bearing much fruit. And I thought of those three things. We, we'd borne fruit. And he was pruning us. I mean, those first nine months were incredible pruning in our lives. Just everything that could go wrong was going wrong. And we were being pruned immensely so that we'd bear more fruit. But this verse, it was like, sometimes God just gives you a verse and you know it's for you. And I said, Lord, I want to bear much fruit. I want our, our work here in Maryland to bear much fruit. I want our lives to bear much fruit. And I just cried out to God, this verse, I want to bear much fruit. This is how the Father is glorified, by bearing much fruit. Lord, this is what I want to do with my life, bear much fruit. And that phrase struck me. And I cried out to God, and I prayed that would happen. And indeed, we do. We did. And indeed, some of the people who come here on the daily word and prayer, 
and are on this YouTube. They are the fruit of what we saw that fall and the next several years. We began to bear much fruit. I continue to want to bear much fruit. I pray that you will bear much fruit. This is not your, your idea. This is God's idea. This is what Jesus said. This is how you glorify the Father, by bearing much fruit. Uh, years ago, a friend of mine, Dennis Clark, was challenged w- uh, with his life by a good friend of his name, Jim McCotter. And Jim had given him this challenge from the, the people in Scripture, the, the four seeds, or the seeds falling on the four different types of soil in, the, in Matthew 13. And the third, the fourth soil was the seed that fell on good soil. Remember, there's the hard soil, the rocky soil, the thorny soil, and then you got the good soil. And what does the good soil do? Here's what, here's what it says. And the one on whom the seed was sown on the good soil, this is the man who bears, who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and brings forth some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. And Jim gave Dennis the challenge, what kind of Christian do you want to be? 30? 60 or 100 fold? That's a tough question, isn't it? I mean, I mean, obviously, who wouldn't want to be 100 fold? But if we want to be 100 fold, sometimes we need to make decisions to pursue that. God's going to make sure that you bear fruit. You're going to bear fruit if you abide in Christ. He'll prune you and you'll bear more fruit. But if you want to bear much fruit, if you want to be a 100 fold Christian, I think you got to go for it. I think you got to say, Lord, this is what I want. And, and it takes, if that's the case, it's going to take additional commitment, sacrifice, giving, as we saw earlier this week, losing your life, taking up your cross, losing your life so that you might truly find it. I want to encourage you who come here regularly, let's be hundredfold Christians. Let's aim for that. Let's say, Lord, use me to the max. I'm available. Here I am. I want to bear much fruit because that's how I'll glorify you. Amen? Father in heaven, this is our simple prayer today. We say it and we pray it with fear and trembling that we want to be 100-fold Christians. We want to bear the fruit of the Spirit in max. We don't want to just have a little bit of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness. We want it to the max in our life. Lord, we want to bear fruit in the lives of others to the max. We want to bear fruit in good deeds that would glorify you. We want to be a hundredfold. And we say it, Lord, because we know that to really do that, that that will require of us that we maybe step out of the mold because so many don't really care to be a hundredfold Christians. And those of us who want to do it, Lord, we may, we may have to step out of the, the, the mold and, and do more or be different. We may have to take up our cross in a way that others won't and don't want to. We may have to deny ourselves in a way that others won't or don't want to. But Jesus, it's what we want, because this is how we will bring you much glory. This is how we would bear a hundredfold. This is how our life, we would truly find life. Oh God, give us this blessing, we pray. Prune us if need be. Help us to be people who bring you much glory by bearing much fruit for you, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. This message motivates me. It motivates me to say, I I don't want to judge others. 
There may be others that seem, may, may seem happy to be 34. I don't know what's going on in their life. I don't know. But I do know that I'm not responsible for their life. I'm only responsible for mine. Same with you. You're not responsible for other people's lives. But how will you respond? Do you want to be, do you want to bear much fruit to bring the Father glory and be a hundredfold? If you do, it's available. I really believe it's available to any one of us. I know that's why you come here regularly. I know you want more than, maybe than the average Christian wants. You want to get in the Word every day. You want to be encouraged, motivated, motivated, challenged, inspired. I'm so grateful for the people God brings here day by day. I hope that if you're new, you'll make a commitment to come here regularly. Share this video with your friends. Hopefully they will as well. My hope, my prayer is to be a hundredfold and raise up a whole host of others who are a hundredfold for God. Amen. So God bless you. I love you. I thank you for your inspiration. You inspire me. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Until then, God bless you. Let's take up our cross, deny ourselves, follow him, and bear much fruit for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.